The World Show with Nikki B. I'm Nikki B, and this, of course, is a very special guest. It's been a while she's been on the show. Wow, Mitswakazi, take it over. What a greeting, Mitchwakazi. How absolutely beautiful. Where you where are you now on the Eastern Cape? Yeah, I'm in I'm in um Habula, Kamauk. Yes. That's the English name that is given uh, uh to the village. Uh I'm under the mountain of Ndoda, uh, where it lies the bones of the great Jong Sobofu, Chief Makoma, who fought so many colonial wars against colonial uh, invasion. And I'm currently here following my journey yes. of work, working with the land, working uh, with women, working with children, and trying to use culture, music, uh, to preserve history and uh, to preserve our heritage. Yeah, so that's Habula, Kestamaud, Kobo Kobo. They call it in those apuka, things that break apart. I don't know which things, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's yeah, colonization which needs to break apart. <laughs> yes. Beautiful, exactly. Mitchell Cousin. What a beautiful intro. You know, it, that was even better than just saying hello with words. Tell us a little bit about that song that you were playing, actually, uh, using the bow. Thank you, Nikki. So the. Yeah, thank you. The song originates from um, a writer, uh, one of the scripts uh, in the Bible called King David, uh, coming from the uh, uh, the history of uh, King Solomon and Queen Sheba. Yes. And I adapted the, the original uh, arrangement of the song from a legendary bow, plus, uh, bow player musician called by the name of Nofini Shidwili, uh, all the way from Ngoko village. She passed away in uh, 1984 and she left this rich heritage of music. So I heard her at, well, during my first year at uh, the University of Forte, I heard the music, something just made me cross over the bridge somewhere and it felt that there was a lot of people around me and this music started healing me and soothing my heart and 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 not just being you know uh, as music of just healing the heart but you know healing self and uh yeah so that that's the that's where the song comes from i adapted the arrangement uh from no finish it really it's the one titled Yes, and I was going to actually play the album version, but maybe I'll play a different song in a moment. But beautiful, <laughs> you know, it's been a while since you uh, have been uh, on the World Show. And I know that there's a lot of new members to the World Show family. And for some reason this month, uh, as I was preparing for Women's Month, I just felt like I needed Umetwakazi and I needed your music and your message. And there's so much I want to talk about that's been happening since you were on the world show and in recent times. But before we go there, I want to go a little bit back to the roots, where you come from and how you came to be so closely connected to indigenous music and instrumentation. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. Um, it's, it's actually very interesting because I come from a history of being vocally trained. I was trained at the London uh, Trinity College uh, specializing or rather majoring in voice. 
I did a lot of uh, opera productions uh, from the Magic Flute to La Traviata. And coming from this history, rich history of choral music and uh, choral music uh, composers around the Eastern Cape. So, I mean, it's been a long journey, but now this is how it, it gets interesting for me is that when I arrived to pursue music at the University of Forte, that was in 2006. So I was quite sure that I was going to continue with the opera. So now I came across this uh, indigenous bow instruments hanging on the wall. My former lecturer, Tandile Mandela, said, I'm looking for someone who can sing like Miriam Makeba. And I'm like, no, I don't sing like Miriam Makeba. Me, I sing like me, you know. And yes. I come in and she says to me, have you seen these instruments before? And I said, no, you think you can play this instrument? And I said, yes. Took the instrument on the wall, started plucking and playing, combining it with the voice. And I think that's when uh, I gave birth, or rather pioneered, uh, the style of music called Topera, because Tor is not uh, uh, necessarily narrow in terms of language uh, and the people. Because so, but then I called it Tor because the, when I hear the word Tor, I think about the, the food that I, I, I ate uh, growing up, which is from Israel or the Kalabash. I think about the music. I think of music, I think about the style of wrapping my hair, I think about the beats, I think of things that I've heard and seen with my own two eyes growing up. And and having visited my, my grandmother a lot, who is a spiritual healer, this is where now the history combines. Then I started getting curious to know more about these instruments, like this is the calabash, the stick and the string. Who played this instrument? Why they played this instrument? So. My history of coming across this instrument is quite very long, but it's been, <laughs> it's been worth it. And I, I regard myself as a learner even today, uh, wanting to learn more about our indigenous music and history. Yeah. Not only are you a learner, but you're also a teacher and you impart, you share this knowledge with others. And I want to go there. But before we go there, let's stay at the front, at the beginning. <laughs> because, okay. uh, you know, like, as you say, you started with choral music. But what were those influences? And in a way, did you find that when you did start you discover the bow, when you did go back to your grandmother, was there something in you that was familiar with this from your childhood? Never familiar. I've never, I've never, I've never come across uh, any indigenous music in my life. I've, oh, I've, I've grown up in a township listening to quiet or you yes. know, house music was not popular then, you know, listening to a lot of ballad. At some point I was convinced that I was in the States, we listened to Beyonce's music. Not that we did have a choice, you know, we were fed a lot of American music, but thanks to my parents, because uh, it was compulsory every Sunday that at home we listened to Fela Guti every Sunday from 8 until a.m. in the morning. Yes. In the morning. And we listened uh, and watched documentaries from Mambusim Songo and from Miriam, the late Miriam Makeba. And I, for a moment, I grew up very, very, very being much convinced that I'm, I'm smoking in a kumara at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and I was into Tandy. So, so that that was my childhood in music. So I've never, I've been, I feel like I've been deprived of uh, getting to know who I am. And it sometimes feel that if I had ever started knowing this music, maybe from the age of, of seven, you know, things have, would have changed. Things would, would have been far with how people carry their culture with pride. So I don't know. I've never had a connection from the beginning. Yes. But as soon as I started having the connection, this music changed my life completely. It brought me here and it made me understand life in a very different perspective, you know, from, you know, your typical notion of being raised uh, in a society that has a lot of expectations from you as a, as a, as a human being. I mean, you must go, you must go to school, graduate, get a husband. If you're in the Eastern Cape, 
you must get saved. <laughs> Accept Jesus in your life. <laughs> I grew up listening to church music as well. Yes. So yeah, yeah, that's that's how I would say when there's a disjuncture within the connection, but somehow it connected. You know. It was meant to be. And also, you know, that was actually gonna be my next question and, and you did touch on that a little bit, because I was gonna say to you what has the discovery of this music and these traditions done for you? Could you name it in a couple of words? How has it changed your life? You said it's changed your life, and I imagine so. Yeah, so um, uh, so back in, two, in 2013, uh, I, I experienced a very tragic moment in my life of losing my four-year-old boy uh, who drowned in a swimming pool. Oh. And that got me very confused in terms of now what an up an approach to life, you know, could be. And something about listening to this music changed how I see things and starting to think positively that, you know, there's a reason behind every action, you know, one, that the child is being taken by water, which is, you know, um, 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 a spirit on its own. You know, it's a symbol of purification for self, depending on, on how you on how you unpack it. So, and I always say to people, you know, Losing him, it became my spiritual awakening through this music, yes. because now I, I I started thinking that if I carry this instrument and play to heal myself first, then it can be easy to heal the next person. And I started coming with ideas of you know bringing the community together and asking why heal and who heals the healer yes. because you know people take healing for granted so i mean this is how it has shaped things for me 360 degrees you know it's it's my lullaby it's my everyday life i don't play bowls i have a very beautiful relationship with them i try to understand them as much as i think that we are trying to understand each other so i'm also blessed by uh sharing stages like people like Matosini who tell us you know the original way of making the bowl without using any materials like electricity and all of those things so i mean it's helping me meet with the people that i think that i'm meant to meet in my life because every time uh, just lastly every time i when people see me carry the ball they always say you remind me of my grandmother yeah. you know so and so used to play this and this is and then we used to sit in the Ronavel around the fire and have popcorn and our grandmother was still. So it all, it's always a reminder of something that happened in history, yes. you know, and it's helping me cultivate myself in a better way to become the better me that I am comfortable to be me through what I have and what I'm given. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And, um, you know, really my, you know, my heartfelt condolences go out to you with the passing of your son. But it is precisely that I, I feel I have and have experienced healing through your music. So not only, as you say, have you healed, but in turn, you heal others. I think I'm going to play a song off the album now. And I was going to play Umhobeka David, but I think you did that too beautifully. So the next one I wanted to play is, oh, I'm going to try, but you're going to have to repeat it off to me. Ulo Tiko Omkulu. Yes, that one is called Inti Bigansikana. There's a long story behind it. Thank you for playing that song. Well, let's play the you song. so in tune, uh, <laughs> I told you I had a feeling that you had to come and celebrate Women's Month with us on the World Show. So I'm going to play the song and then we can actually talk about uh, the meaning of the song when we come back on the other side. With me on the World Show, the beautiful, the one and only Mitwakazi. <laughs> Who's the young boy? 
Mitwa Kazi on the World Show. Absolutely beautiful. We are coming in and out of the sound, Mitwa Kazi. So beautiful. I'm going to have to share this video that I am filming you doing this because it's so incredible. And, you know, again, when, when I played that song, just the level, the depth of healing that uh, it imparts. Tell us a little bit about that one, Ulotiko Omkulu, because you said there's an interesting story behind it. So, you know, Nikki, I must say, uh, you are so in tune. Uh, your realms are at the highest point right now. We are currently working on this song with the children. And I was telling Rwanda Gogwana yesterday that this is one of the hardest songs to work on. Uh, the title of the song is called Intimbi Kansikana. So, Ntsikana was a prophet. And uh, during the time of the missionaries, so he he, he preached against Makanda Gangwele and introduced uh, Christianity. Mr. Chajega argues that by the time Tsigana started having a vision, he dreamt about a button without a hole and he, he dreamt about a train that was coming, uh, that had fire coming out of it. And he dreamt about a book with red lips. So the book would represent uh, the Bible and uh, uh, the train and and money, you know, uh, which actually brought about a, a, a big uh, confusion to people at the time because they used to trade, you know, they used to out work out of working the land. So here's Makanda on the right, on the left hand side, and here's Zikana in this contradiction. Makanda saying that. Let us stick to our roots. Let us stick to who we are. Let us remain in the paths of our forefathers before. Because if we don't do so, we will lose the path. We will lose the plot. So, Datatya Jaga argues that uh, coming to the song, because this is this is how things started uh, going a bit sour, you know, for, for, for us black people uh, in the day. So, now, Jaga argues that already read... The read uh, the the founder of uh, the Wesley we call it Amawisile Church was already in South Africa at the time when Tigana had mentioned to the people that he saw the vision so that now there's no ways that the vision that Tigana just saw it was mainly influenced by the missionaries at the time so Intim began Tigana speaks about Tigana calling the people into God and he says there's a God above, let us look up to him because he will be the one that answers our problems. He's our savior. And uh, since now, then there was the introduction of Christianity. And then people let go of their livestock. People let go of their land. People started going to school, being decolonized, knowing better than the other. And then that's how the world for me became a mess. Uh, and then uh, now there's another adaptation of Prof. Dagi. Uh, so he he sang again uh, at, uh, at at Forte. And then he he speaks about so now Tsigane uh, is speaking about uh, uh, God as the higher power instead of uh, seeing the God in us, seeing seeing a God in a tree, seeing a God in water, spirituality, we praise his kaukauzasengeten, we praise his kaukauzasengeten, because as black people, we've always known that the higher power, you can reach the higher power through connection, not through the higher power as an imagination or a physical self that, you know, can, can be praised. That's why we have Rastafarism, that's why we have Buddhism, that's why we have atheists, people who are non-believers. So, so, so this song reminds us now that where exactly 
it began the contradiction, you know. Yes, that separation, uh, actually. Yes, yeah, or, yes, the separation. Yes, yeah, you're yes. actually right. So yeah, I can, yeah, I can go as far as that. But thank you for playing that song. It means a lot to me. You're, it, you have no idea. <laughs> well, I don't even know because I wanted to choose all of them. They're so beautiful. But again, you know, this is the work that you're doing, and I think this is really just such incredible work because it's almost for me. And I mean, add on or, or tell, correct me if I'm wrong, but. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of the starting point for you on this, on this current journey has been the music, but the way that this ties into legacy, into heritage, into both from honoring what came before you and from imparting to the next generation. Tell us about some of the things that you are doing at the moment that are so meaningful to so many, actually, to young children, as you say, to women and just to Mother Nature, the, the earth, our planet. Thank you, Nikki. So um, um, I'm currently um, the founder of an academy. I named it uh, the Tosi Tosi Creative Academy, which uh, I envision as a state-of-the-art uh, rural academy based in a rural area to birth creatives and to change the narrative and policies around how uh, our children are learning under spaces of poor infrastructure, of uh, lack of uh, good service uh, of the inequalities that uh, you won't find in urban spaces where, where children are provided well in terms of their education. And uh, in working with Costos uh, Creative Academy, I was inspired by becoming the 2020-2021 cohort for the Atlantic Fellows for Racial Equity, which is uh, short uh, named as AFRE and hosted by the Nelson Mandela Foundation and uh, Columbia University. So uh, the Atlantic Fellows is looking at leaders who understand that they will lead by following. So I'm currently in the village incubating the ideas uh, of uh, history, which is what one what we spoke about. I am currently working with children on and a very great team of that uh, I would say the ancestors blessed me with. We are currently doing a volume volume one of the global heritage shoot, where we represent uh, the energies of uh, women as women who played a pivotal role in the society by working the land. Uh, by giving birth to children, by by just simple things like breastfeeding the children, you know, and 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 teaching uh, children in 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 basics of uh, uh, living life and great li- uh, livelihoods. So, and then in the heart of this, there's Iselwa, the calabash. So, a calabash is a multifunctional uh, object that you can use as means of nutrition and with the seeds inside. So we go through a, fi- uh, a primary phase that we call the making of the calabash. So we go to the trees and we ask for permission to enter the forest. We cut off the trees, we dry them. Then after the drying in October is the planting season of the calabash. And then after the planting, we harvest. After the harvesting, we dry again. After we dry again, we put together the instrument. It's so much fun stuff. You spoke about how it works uh, in connecting with nature. For instance, now we do, we, we are in the depth of COVID-19, you know, and it's frustrating for children not to be able to go visit each other. But you do these exercises in nature. The space is child friendly. You can breathe plants. Yes. You can breathe the fresh air. You can breathe the trees. And it's a naturally social distancing um, kind of practice as well. So I'm also working with a team of different great artists. Others are history photographers. Others are journalists. Uh, 
These are amazing people who just called me and said, Mutokas, we love the work that you do. Others are painters. And then they came uh, to uh, establish uh, a relationship with the academy as well. And then lastly, we occupied a school uh, that was vandalized. It was built uh, in 1985, named after the chief uh, he saw here in the village. So uh, they taken out the electricity. They did a lot of damage. So we did a uh, two weekend, uh, two Saturdays of a school holiday program. And we were the parents and the kids, a very great intergenerational solidarity space. No issues of ageism. Everybody was just dancing and singing. Uh, we're not a well-funded academy. Hope everybody's listening. To yes. <laughs> uh, but we do what we can. And we believe with or without funding, with, beyond and against, we will just continue the, the work that was given uh, to us. So then now I'm teaching at Sonabile uh, during the week. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then for the school holiday programs, it would be all all the Saturdays of uh, uh, depending on the length of the holiday. You know, I must honestly give you a big round of applause, and I'm sure everybody is because this work is such important work on so many levels. And thank you for explaining that. And again, I'm going to echo what you said. And if there are people out there, if there are people, benefactors, if there are those that want to support such an initiative, as you say, you've started with or without funding, but it is the vision that I believe will carry you through because this is exceptionally important work. Let me play a song and then I'm going to, after the song, talk about this incredible mini documentary profile you talked you spoke about the fellowship and i'm going to post that on my social media so that people can actually see it because this really is so beautifully done but for now let's play another song and uh the one that i've chosen is ulzwi ulzwi ulizwi yes sorry it's anything you want to say about ulizwi before i play it so Ulizwi uh, comes from, again, uh, with uh, the history of where I am in the Eastern Cape that is influenced by so ma- so much uh, Christianity. It's from the Bible, Genesis, and it says in the beginning there was the word, and the word was God, and the word said. So I'm very critical. I'm not uh, against or uh, offended by Christianity, but I'm very critical with Christianity. So uh, it's uh, as an artist there, I'm unpacking what a vision of a world that would exist without higher powers, you know, just everybody being equal and really created what they do. So in the beginning, I say I was the word and the word is me and God is me and God is a woman. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mitwakazi, the incredible with me on the world show. Check this one out. Absolutely beautiful. It's off her album. You're going to have to say it for me, Mitwakazi. I'm a... Please, we, please. No, 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 the name of the album. The name Ama Kogwenza. Ama There we go. I'm yes, getting it. <laughs> On the world show. Yes. 
Yes. Beautiful. I have, by the way, just posted this incredible uh, video of Metuakazi, both on uh, Facebook and Twitter. I'll also put it onto Instagram so you can check it out. It's uh, not a long watch, but boy, is it so rich. And, 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 you know, it's so good to see this kind of thing recorded because it, it shows you as an artist, you as a person, you as an artist, but also, you know, these different aspects about your music. It's such a definitive video. Tell me how the video itself came about or what what purpose it served within the fellowship, the Atlantic so, Fellowship? Uh, so the Atlantic Fellows for Racial Equity uh, South Africa um, have uh, commissioned a flat Bush Film Studios, which is a, a film crew from uh, New York, uh, Manhattan, uh, to capture all the stories of the fellows who are doing groundwork and uh, to to kind of help give a visual uh, representation of the work and that to understand that there are also more creative ways of trying to promote your work through a visual um, a, 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 a way. And so this plus platform was given to actually showcase our work for getting more funding to make someone out there on the other side of the world who doesn't understand how hard it is to work in rural spaces where you have lack of water, where you have a lack of uh, livestock that is, you know, is, is, is sustainable for people because, you know, we also drink from the same water uh, that the livestock drink from. So you, uh, for, for someone who's never been in a rural space, uh, that, that the video shows the difficulties that we are facing and how we're striving and uh, how we're striving uh, under circumstances where our children are learning uh, under these circumstances that are very risky for them. Uh, they have to walk long distances going to school. Their parents have to walk long distances fetching the food, the water. And now in this uh, documentary, we are also unpacking how we can also use a calabash as means of um, a, a economic upliftment for rural spaces. Because as I've mentioned that, you know, the object can be a craft that can use, use so many things. Uh, I mean, as, so, as, as uh, in so many different uh, functions to it. So uh, the film helps another person at the same time uh, to get to watch how the elders and children can work beautifully in the same space, you know, sharing sharing knowledge and sharing skills. Like, for instance, in the same video, we visited Kafka, Committed Artists for Cultural Advancement. It's an academy, beautiful. Mama Miriam Makeba once went to visit them. It's at Vista University. I volunteered there as a, as a, as a vocal teacher. And we invited Mama Dosini to come along. So also we were showing the, uh, the what I call the um, a cultural exchange. Yes. yes. Uh, a national cultural exchange between an urban space. I mean, if you go to Mamelodi, you, you are going to come through, uh, you're going to come through a, a young child that's never seen a horse, something simple like yes. a horse. So imagine doing the cultural exchange of bringing a, uh, jazz music this is a legendary school of jazz music and combining jazz music with bow instrument as jazz uh, music itself has been the music of the last songs of reminder when people were taken uh, as slaves during slavery so how do we bring back that energy together and and work together to strive uh, and 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 remain preserving history through music and it shows the landscape it shows how we make the calabashes how we dry them how to how we put them together and how we form the children uh, into an orchestra as well. Yes. So it's it's a very, I think for me, it's a very brief, uh, beautiful way that can help as part of the 
package. You can, I'm also aiming to put it with a lot of documents that explain further about the work that I do. But at the same time, I think it's watchable, it's short, it's brief, and you can it's, be able yes. to understand what, what, what's, what's happening. Yeah. It really struck me when I watched it, and I urge everybody to watch it. As I said, it's a short, easy watch, but boy, mm-hmm. it's so rich. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I really big up, big up to the people who made it as well for ca- in capturing or in yes. capturing the work that you are doing, which is so multi-layered. You know, even if we look at this concept of, you know, at the start of your journey, of your musical journey, it was Western forms of opera and how that has, you know, evolved into this very deeply rooted thing and now even extending to jazz, but also uh, taking that knowledge and tradition from the likes of Madocini and sharing it. And, 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 and it is it is a moment of living legacy. And I'm going to say this I'm going to stand by what I say publicly on air, but it is about time in this country where we see endeavors like yours absolutely get the support, the sponsorship, the finances, the resources to go further and bigger. And I really believe this is what we should be investing in. This is what we should be supporting. This is contemporary excellence that really deals with legacy, tradition, spirituality, as you say. and musical mastery. On that note, I also have to give big ups to Loyolo for also working with you and being part of the sound of your album. Maybe you want to say something about working with him. Oh, wow. I keep on saying every day he's one of the best, you know, uh, music composers that I've ever worked with. Uh, he's not in a good space right now. He just lost his mother. Oh, I'm so sorry. And, but he's keeping strong. He's doing the music and he's still producing the instruments. It's been, I mean, I, I'd say, you know, there's something beautiful and legendary about this work and it doesn't run away with time. You know, you listen to Amakokwenza 20 years from now, you still get the feeling, same feeling you got the very first day uh, you listen to the album. So it's been amazing. Uh, he's an amazing producer, sound engineer, guitarist, and uh, so gifted with poetry, words, and, and, and lyrics as well. So I think the combination of us working this album together was a very combina- a great combination of our ancestors, you know, yes. meeting uh, to combine this music to be birthed as what we call opera today. Yes. So, yeah. And uh, in yeah. fact, please send my condolences and my condolences on behalf of those from Kaya FM to uh, Luyolo Lenga. Of course, he works very closely with Mitwakazi and um, they're just a beautiful synergy that uh, comes from their sounds. I think I've got to play this one. Ama Abimbola. <laughs> of all the <laughs> albums, this is one of the ma- the hardest. <laughs> Tell us about the song, Mr. <laughs> Kazi. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna keep trying. I'm gonna keep trying. No, I'm giving you such a So, Ama is title Ama meaning time for action, and the time is now. It says, let us not waste any moment without uh, cultivating ourselves to becoming the free people that we want to be. The, the unchained uh, freedom fighters. Uh, it, it says it's going to take uh, the elders. It's going to take Izanuse, 
Uh, it's going to take the ancestors, it's going to take the political activists, it's going to take the educators, it's going to take the preachers, it's going to take the policemen, it's going to take all of us to shape and change this world to be what we want it to be. It's not going to take an individual. Thank you so much. So that's what we call time for action. That is so yeah. absolutely true. Just to get it right, it's the first track on the album, Amako yes. Kwenzi. Coming up on the World Show, the beautiful Mitwakazi with us. Check this one out. So incredibly beautiful. <laughs> studio with us when this COVID thing moves oh. past us. You've oh. got to come back and be with us in studio and play. Come. I'm gonna yes. Come yes. The COVID, I'm definitely coming there to you. I can't wait. We need this medicine. Mitokazi, thank you for the incredible work you do. Thank you for being just such an all-round artist and doing what an artist truly should, you know, being relevant, being contributing to society. Thank you so much for that. One thing before we go, is the album still available? I know it is digitally and I'm going to also post a link to the album. Do you still have physical copies? Do, can people get them or is it just uh, digitally at this stage? Okay. I think it's, we should go digital with it. It's been very hard to print uh, these days. Yes. 
and to get people copies. That's okay. I'm going to definitely share a link so people can know what the album is about. And we're going to end with one last track off the album. Unfortunately, our time has run out. And this was the one I thought I was going to play earlier. Amakab Imbola. Thank you. Tell us about it. Sum it up. In our language, they say it's called So I'm giving this one as a homework to the audience to actually tell me and follow me on my social page media what it means to be Kaba But otherwise, Ukaba is to smear. Imbola is red ochre, you know, the yes. makeup that you find uh, yes. wearing around your face. It's good for your skin. It's good for uh, your digestive system. It's good for ugufuta, which is the steaming. It's good for uh, painting. Yes. And uh, we're just honoring Uguti, you know. Lamakaba, our traditionalists who know about our traditional ways, they are very smart in the brain. That's how it's translated. Thank you, beautiful Mitrakazi. Going to have you on the World Show again in the not-so-far future. Thanks for being with us and whatever else you do this week. Make sure that you keep shining and, of course, keep it kaya. The World Show with Nikki B on Kaya 959.